Welcome to Discover a Better You podcast, formerly known as Uncommon Sense on Relationship podcast. I'm your host, Coach Christina, owner of Discover a Better You LLC, co-founder of the nonprofit Heart Centered Matters, and certified professional coach. In this podcast, I'll bring you practical advice and tough love on relationships from a Christian perspective. We'll cover everything from the law of attraction, the five love languages and boundaries, to self-love and modern dating. It means so much to me that you're taking the time out of your day to listen, to be coachable, and be encouraged. What's new with this podcast? Each month, I'll be bringing on guests from diverse backgrounds with various stories and beliefs. They will be sharing their heart as well as their passion for many types of self-improvement. Their expertise may be in health, fitness, finance, business, mindset, or relationships. But if they're on this show, I guarantee they'll be bringing you value that will improve your life as well as your relationships. I hope you all love this new dimension of the show. If these episodes are meaningful to you, please let me know by subscribing, leaving a message, a review, or sharing with a friend. I also love when you send me topic ideas that you would like included in the next episode. But whichever way you choose to participate in this group, thank you. Today, we welcome Chris Marhefka, coach, entrepreneur, speaker, CEO, and facilitator of Training Camp for the Soul. He's going to dive into how to come out of this quarantine better than when we entered. Hello, Chris, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. Absolutely. Um, I just I want to address a few things, just everything that's going on right now, and I came across your video, and I think a lot more people should hear some of the wonderful points that you made um, regarding uh, the way we should handle this whole situation and just the way we can pivot and have a positive outlook on so many things that could be perceived as negative and also things that are perceived and are negative, but Mm -hmm. that can be turned around and used for good in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is... um... This is the perfect, perfect time to have some shifts in our perspective. Um, And that's a lot about what I talk about in in that video and just in general is that um, it just about anything that happens in our life. I mean, coronavirus or or anything, any event, a a breakup, a lost job, a family member passing, anything. um, There's there's always going to be some level of emotions around that. And it's really when we realize that the judgment of those emotions is really what's keeping us trapped in them. It's not the emotions themselves because those are completely natural and normal and we all have them. It's, it's this, um, it's, it's the judgment of them. So I'd love to talk about that even, even more in depth. So, so thank you. Yeah. So what I really liked that you pointed out is that sometimes we need a shock to shift our story and shift the way we view things. And um, so if you could tell us a little bit about how to, how to shift once we have, you know, a, a shock in life or mm. something that's unexpected or um, something that we feel like is kind of coming at us, how would we shift that in a positive way? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a point that most coaches are aware of. Um, and it's funny how the average person doesn't really make this connection that I've been coaching for over 10 years. And, and, and you know, when people finally come to me and start working with me, when there is enough pain 
to finally solve the problem that's been there forever or for a very long time. And so many people are aware of these things in their, in their life. And these, in this case, it's, um, it's a global collective. It's not just individually is, is things have been happening that, that aren't sustainable. And what happens is when, when something comes along, that's a shock to the system, like coronavirus and the whole world going on hold and, and, pressing pause what happens is it's it's an opportunity to because everything stops you have an opportunity to look at it from a place of of um the observer rather than being in it all the time this is something we talk about in business coaching with the with the entrepreneur it's like when you're so involved in the day-to-day you can't see the big picture and that happens in people's lives all the time is when we, we wake up and we do the same things and we, we go to work and then we speed, uh, speed home. And then we go through the, the routines and like habits and routines are great, but, but guess what? We form a lot of subconscious things that don't serve us without even being aware of it. And so, um, a lot of those habits are what we get to look at now because everyone's life is interrupted in some way. And so this is a collective global shock to review, literally review, like, how have we been showing up in the world? How have we been showing up for each other, for our kids, for our partners, for our friends, for the work that we're doing in the world and sharing our gifts? Um, and then also how we're, how we're treating the planet as a whole and, and each other as a whole. So, so yeah, I, I believe that this can be an opportunity. This can be a gift if we choose to see it that way. Absolutely. It's almost like we're putting everything, our life in slow motion and kind of being able to analyze each step instead of rushing, rushing, rushing. So not only is it a mirror and it kind of points us where we're at, but it's also showing us our actions and how we react to everything in slow motion and how it affects other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that slow motion piece. I, um, I'm, I'm a, actually a language coach and I work with a, a masterful language teacher. He's my speaking coach and uh, his name is Mark England. Um, and the first thing he does with every single person when, when they're telling their story or when they're going through um, uh, a- any challenge is first write it down. And then second is when we're, when we're speaking it, speaking it at about 70%. And just in the process of writing it down and speaking it slowly, we're able to see things that we didn't even see before. And so most of the time um, that awareness only happens when we give ourselves permission to act slowly. It's, it's literally the first piece of advice I give anyone when they're caught up in their own, um, um, like their own story is what I call it yeah. is the first yes. thing is just slow down. And now we're forced to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's kind of like that, uh, you know, immediate, like, oh, on hold, on hold. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I know that, um, you know, in general, that you do a lot of work with breath work, and you talk a lot about nature, mm-hmm. and just, you know, being calm, so that we can, we can find certainty in silence. And so what are some suggestions that you can give um, our audiences to just to get calm. I mean, we already are in this process of kind of putting a stop to our fast paced lives. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, how can we actually be centered instead of to do or trying to create noise and divert Mm -hmm. 
are, you know, that look in the mirror? How can we avoid that? Yeah, I'll answer that in in two parts. Um, The first part I'll answer is what's getting in the way of that. And then the second part answers how we can do that. Um, In my, in, in the work that I do, uh, we talk a lot about uh, protectors or what we might call like distractors. And these are all of the things that we've oftentimes subconsciously done in our lives to, to protect us or to keep us from feeling what's actually going on uh, in, inside. Mm-hmm. And, and this could be um, something like um, uh, shifting the attention to someone else. It could be something like uh, using sarcasm. It could be uh, using drugs, drink, like drinking, it could be eating. Um, it could, there's a lot of different ways in which we protect and distract cell phone usage, Instagram, scrolling, whatever it may be. So it's important to first identify, like, what are the things that I have been distracting myself with? That's an important question. And now I think it's becoming obvious for a lot of people. Um, it's like, what have I been distracting? Is it, is it watching Netflix for three hours every single night? Um, and it's not that any, any one activity, I don't believe that any one activity is negative in itself. Um, what I believe though, is when we use activities, anything, um, as a crutch to keep us from acknowledging or accepting or feeling through what's there, um, we're doing ourselves a disservice. And so the first thing is identifying like what's there for you Um, and and simple awareness of it goes a really, really long way. The second piece is then once we can address it, the the simple answer is to cut out the things that are distracting us. And that's easier said than done sometimes. Um, What I prefer to focus on with, with any sort of coaching is focusing on the affirmative of what we can do rather than the always focusing on the negative of taking things out and eliminating things. And so the things we can do um, that will completely shift your, your, your well-being and, and how you show up and your presence and alignment is starting every morning with, and this is actually what I do. I, I start every morning with some version of a gratitude practice. And the one that's my favorite that I do all the time, and it can be done not just in the morning, but it's when I often use it is I'll, I'll start thinking, I'll just, I'll just bring my awareness to anything that I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's, it's like, it can be massive. It can be like, thank you for the life that I was born into or whatever. And like the family, or it could just be like, thank you for air conditioning or this cup of coffee that I have. Um, and I'll think of right. something and then I'll just simply say, thank you. Um, and then what that'll do is that'll bring up another thought. It'll be like, oh, thank you. Thank you for that. And I'll just say, thank you. There's something about the vibration of saying thank you. Um, it really um, it puts you in that state of gratitude. And it, we actually call this gratitude popcorn because what happens is that it may take some time to think of the first thing and then think of the second thing. And then you're like, oh. Thank you. And then eventually what happens, it actually happens really quick, is that they start to pop. So you're just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thinking all these thoughts are popping up of all the things you're grateful for. And really, it doesn't, it, I usually give it a minute, and then it's popping like crazy. And I'm just like, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
And yeah. what it does is that simple practice shifts the way you get out of bed. It shifts the first interaction with your partner or with your kids. And you're really searching for all the things to be grateful for in life, as opposed to the things to be afraid of, the things that aren't going well, which is how many of us wake up. Uh, we wake up by hopping on our phones and looking at all the bad things that are happening in the world or or all these other people on, on social media that are showing the, the, the 1% best parts of their life. And so we're, we're feeling, uh, yeah, uh, get, comparison. Like comparison. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, starting, yeah. it's starting in that way. And that coming from that place, there is no vibration that's higher than that, that gratitude, that love. And it will, and, and here's what happened. We all think the mind is so powerful. We think that the conscious mind, like we're in control of everything. We're making all our decisions. We do, we do think we think we're we think we're just running the show, and and what's more right. accurate is like th there's some accuracy to that. We can make choices, but what is controlling the way in which we see those choices is the subconscious programming that um, it runs in us twenty four seven. It was programmed in us as kids, as we we're developing our parents, uh, religion, society, culture. Like we got programmed. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, that's how we learn and develop is, is programming. But guess what? That is so ingrained in us, we don't even acknowledge it. But what we're doing when we're getting into that space of gratitude is we're shifting. Even for a few moments, we're shifting our programming to that of seeing the world like from a beautiful, like grateful place. Um, and what the mind does is if you're coming from that belief, the mind will will search for evidence to support it. So if you wake out, up out of bed and you're feeling that like the world is amazing, you will start seeing the ways in which the world is amazing. But if you wake out of, up out of bed and you get right into all the ways that, that things are happening to you and the world is like, like bearing down, you're going to continue to find evidence for that. And it's simply a perspective Absolutely. shift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like how you put it too. Um, when you called that mental mm -hmm. reframe and, you know, seeing that as a gift and that's so much of how we do change our perspective. We have to reframe everything that we've been taught, all of the beliefs that are subconscious that are ingrained in our, in our brains. So, yeah, I love that. I love how you, thank you. That. Thank you. It's, it's an amazing practice. And there's two other practices that I would, I would give, the listeners a little bit shorter in explanation. The first one or the second one I would say is to breathe. Um, and it goes back to what we were just talking about is when you stop and you even just take one slow breath, you'll slow down and then you take a second one. And what you'll find is that six deep breaths in your body will be relaxed. Your tension will, will melt away all these stressors that you were worried about, they'll, you, they may still be present to you, but you'll, you'll see them from a different perspective, from a more relaxed, uh, an ability to be with them as we, as we call it. Like you can be with all those sensations in your body. And so, yeah, True. it's simple. And the minimum effective dose is six deep breaths. Like that can drop you into a state of just peace and calmness and bring down your nervous system. And so, 
I teach a lot of advanced breath work. It's awesome. And it does a lot of cool things, but really what people need to know is at any moment when you're feeling like the things people describe it as anxiety, when that creeps up, taking a deep breath and then taking one more and just giving yourself permission to just pause and stop and sit with this feeling and just be with it and breathe into it. And you would be surprised it would just 60 breaths takes less than a minute. And so you'd be so surprised at the effect that that has. Um, yeah. And I love that you bring the awareness of the different ways it can help you because a lot of times when people hear about breath work, I think a lot of times they think it's part of just a routine or they think that it's only to stop the mm. anger emotion or to dissipate anger, but it's, it helps with so many other emotions and just allowing us to process them in a different way. So I'm glad that you bring that awareness that where it can help other emotions besides anger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Every emotion yeah. is, is meant to be felt. And if we feel it, it no longer has power over us. And so I actually do this in, in the retreats that I do in the work that I do. Even what people would call like the positive emotions, people will be quick to rush through because they're new to them. Um, when I started learning, I, I, I learned for myself to feel real joy in my life. And what I would find is I would rush through it as if it weren't valid because it was so different for me. And um, what I do now is I, I have people breathe into that and feel that love. Like when you have that deep connection with your partner and you have this hug and it, it's like stay with it and breathe into it, feel that, that feeling of connection with them. Um, and, and what better time to embrace and, and value the human connection is right now when we can't be connected to most people. So, um, yeah, breathe into it and feel right. all of it. Like it's like, that's what we're here to do is to feel all of that. That's the human experience. Yeah. Right. Not rush through, not rush yeah. through the joy, you know, rush through the, so many people rush through the joy. They rush through that, the happy mm -hmm. feelings as well and rush through the excitement. And then, you know, it's just everything's, you know, compounding. And then before you know it, the moment's over. And it's like, where was that? Exactly. You, know, you didn't feel it. Exactly. So the breath is how we yeah. slow down. We just take it, take slow, deep breaths and, and be with whatever's there. Um, and then the last piece, the, the third one that I would say is, is important now more than ever. And I alluded to it with my speaking coaches is write things down. If you don't have a journal, like, yeah. like take out a piece of paper, like when the stories, I call them stories, other people call them thoughts. When that, when that starts going, like the mind starts like spinning and like all the voices start coming up, that's when you want to pull out the, the pen and the paper and just get it all down on paper. Here's why, is that the imagination that the, the mind is, is an imagination. We're creating all of it. What happens is, is, is a thought will pop up and we will add 95% to what's actually there. So <laughs> I totally emotion agree with comes that. <laughs> up and then we just try to create all these stories around it and why it's there and judge it and like making it go away. And like, Oh, this is because Sally did this. And like, Oh, and like, Oh, maybe that was the, and all of these things. And it's like, these are all imaginary. Like we're creating all of it. And when we get it on paper, we realize how much of it, um, is it, I use the word silly cause it brings lightness to it, but I'm like, how silly is this? Like, this is what I'm, this is the, is. these are the voices it that is. I'm listening to every day. And when you put it on paper, you get to make a decision from, 
from a much calmer, much more uh, just <laughs> heart-centered place because you're not just listening to the loudest voice, which is probably the one that's the ego or the, the shadow or the critic, the one that's, yeah, um, just speaking loudly. So, yeah, write it all out. Yeah. And, and it brings lightness to it. And then, um, yeah, so those are my, those are my three, three tips for sure. Yeah, that helps you process it from mm-hmm. a grounded space instead of instead of just listening to the noise and trying, like you said, picking out the, the Yeah, we, we refer to it as a, a dinner party with, with your uh, loud – I come from an Italian family – with your loud Italian family. And, like, everyone's, everyone's talking over each other and there's a million different voices and, like, everyone's getting louder. And, and, and what's important to know is that, like, those voices are not going to go away. Like no matter how much work you do, like they're True. still going to be there. But what you learn how to do is you learn how to listen to them, accept them for what they are. Um, and especially when you journal it out, you get to see these clear different voices. Like, and, and, and this is one of the practices we teach in training camp for the soul is like identifying who they are so that you can, you can even give them a name. Like you can give your inner critic a name, you can give your ego a name and, um, and so what it does is it allows you to see that these are not – these voices aren't who you are. They're just a part of you. They're, they're, and they're useful. They're all there for a reason. They just want to be listened to. And you learn to listen to them. And they don't have control over you anymore. How many of us – those voices control our lives and our decisions and our relationships? Um, many people. Majority of people. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So instead, you just want to identify them and and learn from what they're telling you. But don't, yeah, don't be one or the other. Mm -hmm. Just experience them all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, those are all wonderful tips. And uh, I just wanted to bring up one other point that you made um, that this whole experience that we're going through is uh, a a Mm. health wake up call. And uh, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've been, um, I've been, I, I spent a lot of time um, reflecting. I spent a lot of time out in nature, uh, a lot of time doing breath work and meditation. Like I've intentionally put that into my life because I see the value in it. And what I've been present to long before coronavirus came around is that the way that humans, like all of us as a species collectively, so not individually, but collectively have been treating ourselves, have been treating each other mm-hmm. and have been treating the planet and every other species on it is not sustainable. It's, it's clearly that it's, it's not sustainable. Um, and so True. this collective wake up, wake up call is that message that like we needed to, to be on pause. We need to look at some of these things. And from a, from a, a health perspective, um, what an opportunity to slow down and, and look at all of the things that are, that we're doing that are compromising our health that are, um, yeah, leading to disease and, and, and illnesses and, um, yeah. And, and so it's, it's not always about like, I, I, I was a fitness coach for a long time. I coached nutrition. I owned a gym, uh, diet and exercise are amazing. Like, yeah, eat clean. Um, I, that's always advice that I give, like that the closer to nature you eat, the better you're going to feel, the better you're going to perform, the healthier you're going to be. 
And and the more you move your body, yes. the better you're going to feel, the better you're going to perform, yeah. the sharper your mind. Like, yeah. Like, those, yeah. Yeah, we we're, are, made we're made to <laughs> we're move. Made. And, and we're made to, to eat real, real food that we are intended to, not processed. And so, yeah, great advice. Drink healthy, like drink clean water. Yeah, be hydrated. Like, those are obvious ones. And I think what a lot of people are now getting present to that it's, it's been an important part of health, but it's now being talked about because of this is this idea that we can't just go, go, go all the time. Like the, the, the example is um, if you look at any other in, animal in nature, the majority of their life is spent in a rested state. It's spent in a peaceful state um, they're not heightened, uh, except for very brief yeah. moments when they have to be because their life, life is on the line or they're hunting prey for the, for their food. Um, and so every other animal spends the majority of their life in a rested state yet humans flip that around. We spend the majority of our life in a stressed state and that stress state is, is the cause for the majority of the, the ailments, the suffering, the pain, the disease, and the death in our world today. And so while, while coronavirus is, is, is and it will kill a lot of people and make a lot of people sick, guess what? The stress and, yeah. the, and the constant, constant stress on our bodies and our minds is causing much more harm than the coronavirus ever can. And so... Yeah, it takes down our immune yeah. system so quickly mm-hmm. and so severely. Absolutely, yeah. and and that repeated like that repeated trauma to the body, because um, that's what stress is. It's trauma, and it's just getting it, we're getting we're beating ourselves up nonstop, mentally and physically, and we don't even realize it because we've been conditioned to think that's the way, and so now people are becoming present to this and like getting sleep for the first time in their, their adult lives. <laughs> I'm right, talking to my friends right. that they're, they're, they're yeah. working these, these like nonstop corporate jobs and 60, 80 hours a week. And, and I actually used to be there myself and, and now they're becoming present too. They're like, wow. Like, just like I'm sleeping for 12 hours when I allow myself to, I'm like, yeah, your body's telling you like that's been needed for a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been begging you all and this we've time. We've been ignoring it, and we've been ignoring it, and we've been ignoring the signs that that the Earth has been showing us too. And so, um, yeah, it's there's a, there's a lot of good things that are going to come of this, while still uh, observing that this is a, this is a time of yeah, a lot of a lot of destruction and death, and that's real, and and yeah. um, we can also see it as. Uh, a wake up call for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. True. And, and hopefully after all this is over, instead of just blaming the stress for all those negative, um, you know, reactions that our body's having to it, that will look mm-hmm. at the source of the stressors and start eliminating those things, regardless of how difficult that may seem. And we see the value in eliminating those stressors 
or the way that we react to those stressors Absolutely. in our life. And you know what I love about this is um, this, this event is like, especially with work, I can't tell you how many people I work with and I, I coach that hate what they do every single day. They, they hate might be a strong word, but they, it doesn't bring them fulfillment. They loathe it. They don't get excited about it. And that repeated, like that is stress. And, and they're literally living like the majority of their waking hours doing something that doesn't light them up. And now that they're given the opportunity to not be working, many people are, are now coming to terms with that and looking for other things that may, may not be the same income or, or, or the same, like, um, like, um, lifestyle or, or, yeah, yeah, it, it may not be the yeah. same, like, mm-hmm. but people are tapping into their intuitive gifts and they're tapping into their creativity and, and things that are lighting them up, um, that they never gave themselves permission to do before. And so I think that we're going to, we're going to see in a lot of ways, a, a, a renaissance of the way in which we do business, um, and, and the, the creativity and the generosity and the coming togetherness, I, I think on the other side of this is going to be a gift. Um, and a lot of people are going to look at the way that we've been showing up in business. And then the second piece is in relationships. It's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of that. Yeah. It, it's it's um, mm-hmm. what better way to finally look at the things that have been beneath the surface than to, to quarantine you in a, in a tiny place <laughs> for an un, right. unknown yes. uh, amount of time. So yeah. And in a way, like very yeah. much so like withheld communication and suppressed emotions when it comes to our partnerships is absolutely one of the deepest stresses that many of us hold. And so this is forcing us to address what's been there. So, so yeah, there may be more arguments, there may be more conflicts, but every time that happens, that's an opportunity. That's an opportunity to communicate, to talk, and it goes back to what you were saying about feeling the emotions <laughs> yep. instead of, you know, avoiding yeah. and pushing them away. And, you know, it's they're being exposed and there's nowhere to hide. And there's nothing, there's not <laughs> there's enough There's no more excuses. You can't just be like, I don't want to talk about this. I got to go to work or I got to <laughs> take care of the kids. Like, nope, we're here. <laughs> right, we're here right. every day and we don't know how long. So let's, let's deal with this and yes. let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's yeah. hash it out. No, I, yeah, I, so I had true. this experience. Um, uh, I chose to have it. I, my uh, a former partner, actually, and I, we were traveling the country in our RV, and it, this was like less than 200 square feet. We were in it for six months, and there was a lot of things that were below the surface. And we were we were doing a bunch of self-development work at the time, and we both realized at the same time, like, the things that were coming up, and we were uh, things were boiling up, and it was like, great. I'm glad we get to address this now. Like this has been there the whole time. And so coronavirus is that for a lot yes. of people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you're like, yeah, I've been there yeah. in a different situation. It's, right? it's a, it's a gift, honestly, yeah. on the other side of it, it was like, it's absolutely a gift. Um, you get to, you get to be with, um, and, and not escape. You get to be with all those things that have been there always. And you're now finally bringing awareness to bring them into the light. Yes, absolutely. 
Yeah. I love all those, all those points. And uh, they're very, very true. And I'd love for you to just give like a little word of encouragement to our listeners, um, whatever, you know, anything you think that they could use to move forward and navigate through, through this time, um, maybe one of your favorite pieces. Yeah. The, the one it's been, it's been kind of like the, the topic of our whole conversation here. And it's this, this mindset shift, this perspective around, uh, the world is happening. The universe, these events are happening for us and not to us. Um, one of the things yes. that many people are, are, are coming face to face with is the, and I use, say this with all the compassion in the world is that they've been viewing themselves as the victim of their life for, for many people, their entire lives. They view themselves in a victim in their relationships and their friendships in their work in anything that happens in their world. They are, they are seeing it as the world is happening to them and woe is me. And, and I've been there myself and I have so much compassion for every person I coach through this. The difference between that and noticing all the beauty and all the gratitude in your life is simply a shift in your awareness and your perspective and having, um, and it's not easy. I don't, I don't claim, claim that it's easy, but it can be simple. And, and what it is, is it's, it's on the other side of, of feeling through anything that's there and not judging it and not trying to change it, but recognizing that these emotions that we have in our body, these feelings, they're really just sensations in the body. Like think about when you feel anger, like you're just labeling it as anger. It, it starts as a sensation and then right. we call it anger. And so if, if we can get okay with just True. like – fear is a, is the big one that's going on right now. And like, if we acknowledge that fear is simply just sensations that are happening in our physical body that we are calling fear. And then what we're doing is we're, we're looking at things in the external world to justify it. We're like, I, I feel this fear because of the coronavirus or because of, I may lose my job or because of this and that. And yeah, like those things, we may, those may be, like part of your reality, that may be something that might happen. But guess what? Most of fear is created. It's imaginary. We're creating stories around what might yeah. happen. And so when you learn to be with fear and sit with what's actually there, it actually passes in 90 seconds to two minutes. Um, and all emotion, all emotions do if we actually sit with them and be with them. And if, if, if we can learn to heal that part of ourselves during this time. And by heal that part, I mean just literally be with anything that's there and have emotional resiliency and not let it control our lives and our actions. The type of person that you come out on the other side of this will be a person that, that, that chooses to have responsibility for their life, that chooses to um, see the world from a beautiful place, it will be the type of person that chooses to love other humans and, and to not be afraid or, 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 or think that everyone's a jerk or, or whatever, like out to get them. Um, and, and those small shifts in perspective, I say small because they're, they're just thoughts, they're created. And when we shift them, everything that comes with that 
you can't even imagine how good it, it will be because I went through this shift myself and I'm always going through it. But every time I shift this, these pieces, this awareness, these beliefs, these beliefs that are holding me back, called limiting beliefs, every time on the other side of it, it's better yeah. than I could have ever imagined. And it takes a little bit of what we'd call discomfort. It takes discomfort to sit with uncomfortable feelings. Yeah, it does. But I will yes, take that discomfort <laughs> for a few minutes or even if it takes you a little bit longer, uh, maybe a few days if you're, if, you're, if you're wallowing in it. But when you actually sit with it and you move through it, you don't have to live with it for your entire life because that's how many of us are treating the things that have happened to us. I know many people that, that uh, before I work with them and their stories are because this happened to me when I was eight years old, I'm still the, I'm this person today. And there's, yeah. Yeah. They have a story of that blame. They blame things and then create the story. And, and here's and the thing. My sentence. work is around emotional resiliency. It's around healing trauma and childhood learning. And guess what? There is such a thing as trauma and we all have it. It's not just the it's it's not just the severe things Absolutely. that people relate to like sexual abuse or physical or verbal abuse. It's not just that. That that's real and that happens to a lot of people. But it can also be just an event that happens. I, I use a simple example. Uh, when I was going through my my own healing process, a memory came up that I wasn't even present to. It was it was an afternoon where my dad was one hour late to pick me up from soccer practice. I was like, I was like five years old. And it was simply because like, he just thought it ended at that time. It was like a school soccer practice. And I was sitting around watching all the parents come and get their kids and they were happy and everything. And the story that I created, this is before I even had reason. I was five years old. We don't have reason until we're seven, eight, nine years old. The story I created was that dad didn't love me. Right. And that was something I carried with me till I was 33 years old. And I finally looked at it and felt through it that that was the story that was running the show of my relationship with dad. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so powerful when you, when you uncover like something that could be so small in someone's mm -hmm. eyes, but to you, it was your experience and that's how you viewed it. And you're viewing your relationship through that lens. That's so powerful. And we have all have some version of that story. And it's not, not, not necessarily with my, like dad yes, or, or whatever. It's just like some version of a story that if we really dug into it, like as an adult, we think it's so silly because we're rationing through it. I'm like, oh, of course I wouldn't think that that, that was the reason I carried this my whole life is because of that one. Like that's silly. Yeah. As an adult, it's silly, but guess what? When we learned it, we had to create a story, a reality around it because we didn't know how to make sense of it. And this happens all the time. It can happen when like you can rip a toy away from a child into one child. That's just like, Oh, like I don't have the toy anymore to another child. That's like, Oh my God, the world doesn't want me to have any, anything. I I'm serious. Like <laughs> yes, exactly. Took away this my will is to live. the work yes. that I do. And, and I'm only using these examples and we're, like these silly examples because these are real things that, yeah. And They're so, real. um, so yeah, so we all have these and, um, and it's important to look at them. It's important to feel through them and, and be with whatever's there and, and however they're showing up in your adult life and, um, and, and recognize that 
it doesn't have to make sense to you as an adult. But what is important is that you hear these emotions out, you hear those voices out, and recognize that they're not who you are. They're just a part of you. They're there to be felt. They're there to be heard. Uh, and when you can do that, you have a resiliency to yourself that few people carry in which they get to create their lives as opposed to be, ru be run by their lives or be a product of the world happening to them. And that's a powerful place to stand. Um, and it's a choice. And that's what I'm passionate about doing. And um, yeah, I hope that this little bit was this little bit was helpful to anyone just in bringing awareness to it. Yes. Amazing perspective. I love it. And definitely um, tell our audience where they can follow you. And if they want more information on your facilitation um, workshop, your camp. Um, Thank you so much. Sure Thank you so much. Per uh, personally, the, the place I'm most active okay. is on Instagram uh, at Chris Marhefka. It's my full name. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm pretty active on that. And then also the second place you can find me and work with me is my company training camp for the soul.com training camp for the soul spelled out.com. Um, and what we do is, is, is like, a a very in-depth version of some of the principles that I went over tonight, some of the exercises or today. And, um, it's, it's in depth. It's the deepest personal develop work, development work I've ever been through or taken people through. And my partner and I, we facilitate both in-person retreats and, and right now lots of virtual programs because <laughs> the, the in-person experience, who knows when the next one will be. So, um, Right. Yeah. And what we're doing right now is well. because this isn't about a time to be, to be selling. It's not about money. It's like we we're, we're supporting people in any way that we can. Um, we do uh, free support calls every Friday at noon Pacific time. I post the links in my Instagram all the time. Um, so follow me there and I'll post the support links. Uh, and it's essentially just to um, support people through um, anything that's coming up uh, because we have the tools to do it and, and we can give, give people those tools. So if you're interested, uh, follow me on Instagram at Chris Marhefka, go to training camp for the soul.com. You'll get some details there as well. Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's. Yeah. And I will also put that up in the show notes as well. So it's saved there. So if you guys do forget, you can thank you so much, Christina. Um, I, I, I love these conversations with you. We, we jam Absolutely. so well together and I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much for being a guest and uh, enjoy the rest of your, your week. And thank keep you so doing much. What you're and doing you are as so well. You are a gift to your audience, your gift to the world. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode valuable, please leave a review and a comment. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Tune in again next week for another episode of Discover a Better You podcast.